In this session, I'm going to cover Linux network configuration and networking commands. No matter what operating system you're using, um, it is very important that you get familiarized with um, the different TCP IP commands and how to configure the network because this will help you uh, tremendously when you run into problems that deal with the TCP IP and the network connectivity and will help you troubleshoot them better. Okay, let's start. In Linux, the, the first command that you need to know is ifconfig. Ifconfig, if you just type ifconfig, will show you all the network interfaces on your machine. Okay, in this particular uh, box, I have an ETH0, an ETH1, and an ETH2. If I just want to see the ETH0, I can do uh, ifconfig ETH0. And the important things here that you need to know are the hardware address. This is your MAC address. So if you're at a data link level and you want to know what the MAC address of that particular interface is, you just type ifconfig ETH0 and you read the hardware address. Other important information here is that the IP address and the subnet mask. Okay. Um, the next command is ETH tool. ETH tool will tell you uh, different uh, information about a particular network interface. So if I type ETH tool ETH0, uh, what's ETH2? It's not available on that machine, but here, ETH0. Okay, so the important information that ETH tool gives you is the speed of your connection. In this case, this box is connected to a 100 megabit switch, so it's telling me that it's a 100 megabit link, and it's full duplex, okay? So if your connection is a little slow, you might want to look and see that it's make sure it's full duplex instead of uh, half duplex. It also can give you information about wake on LAN and the link itself. So if your link is disconnected, you you can use ETH tool to see uh, the type of link that you have. Also, it also tells you more about the network card itself. So this one's connected at 100 megabits, but the card can support up to a gigabit full. So um, it, you know that you can upgrade that switch and move it, move this server to a higher, um, uh, a higher um, capacity switch. Okay, so that's that's ETH tool. The next one is Netstat. Netstat is a very important tool, and you can find Netstat in almost every operating system. Um, I'm going to show you just a few commands that uh, that you can run with Netstat. A few options, and the first one is Netstat minus RN. This will give you the um, routing table for this particular uh, machine and this works in every operating system so it's netstat minus rn and here the 0000 destination is your default gateway so for this machine the default gateway is 192.168.118.1 that's very important to know what your default gateway is every machine has only one default gateway and basically what that is is the IP address that your machine will um, route to when it cannot find um, um, a route for a particular server. So let's say your machine is trying to go to yahoo.com and yahoo.com's IP is not in the same network as your machine. 
Well, what it does is it goes through the default gateway, which is a router, and then that router then points it to the next hop and to the next hop and to the next hop until it gets to yahoo.com. Now, in this particular machine, I have three network interfaces. So there are three other um, networks here. And it, it's even for all those networks, it's going to use the, the gateway 000, which will use the default gateway. Now, you only have one default gateway, but you can add static routes. So let's say inside your network, you have a, a, a network that, that, um, that has its own router. Well, you can add a, a static route so that when you want to go to any host on that network, your box does not go through the default gateway and instead it goes through uh, another router that will get it to that IP address. Okay, so remember netstat minus rn. Now, another co netstat command that I like to use a lot is netstat minus nat. Uh, and in Linux, you can put p, and p will give you the name of the process. So netstat minus natp will tell you all the processes that are running that have a network socket open that is a TCP socket, and it will tell you also the process that opened that socket. Okay. And usually what I do is I put a pipe and then I grab a list to show the ones that are listening in the state of listening. So if I run that command for this particular box, I can see that um, I have FTP running and it's listening on port 21. I have Telnet running and it's listening on port 23. I have SMTP running and it's listening on port 25. And um, I also have SSH running, and it's listening on port um, 22. I also have a process listening on port 80, and that process is HTTP, my Apache process. So my Apache process is listening on port 80, and its process ID is 3315. So if I do PS minus elf pipe grep 3315, I can verify that that is my Apache process, and indeed that is. Use your SBIN HTTP. So this basically helps you. If you see that you're running a process that you don't recognize that's listening on a TCP socket, you can find out which process it is and what PID it's using, and you can kill it if you need to, if you think it's uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, virus or some kind of... Um, malicious process that's running on your machine you can use netstat first to find out what process it's running that tcp socket and also then uh, ps to find out the exact process and kill it if you need to okay the next utility that i'm going to talk about is nslookup nslookup is a tool that basically will resolve an ip address or a host name to its ip address or to its host name so for example if i do nslookup yahoo.com and this lookup tells me that it's using this server, which is my DNS server, and it tells me that the IP of yahoo.com is this. Now, yahoo.com being a big popular site has several IP addresses, and these are three of them, okay? So, uh, the, the neat thing here is it's, first I know that my DNS server is resolving and it's working, so if it didn't return anything, then you know you, you could potentially have DNS problems, so your DNS server is not answering calls. Well, in this case, it did respond, so I know it's working, and it's, tell, it's told me all the different IPs for Yahoo.com. Now, the DNS servers for this particular Linux box are specified in the etc.resolve.com file. 
and it, this one here matches the one that it query which is this one now um, you can also specify your own DNS server when you run NSLOOKUP and you do that by running the command NSLOOKUP by itself and then you type server and then you put the IP address and then you can do a lookup like google.com so this time it used that server that I specified okay so if you are having problems with uh, DNS resolution and your machine cannot get to a particular box it could be your DNS server and you could use the NS lookup to, to test that and make sure that um, it's working or not now uh, the NS lookup is also available on Windows machines and Macs so uh, it's another tool similar to Netstat that you can use it in any operating system another tool that you can use in any operating system which is very useful is ping ping is a very important tool because it allows you to to send an, uh, a little packet to a machine and see if it responds and you know it's up so if you want to see uh, a particular box in your network that is not responding you could do ping so in my case I'm gonna do ping 192 168 118.1 this is my router this guy needs to respond back uh, in order for me to connect to the outside world so I'm gonna ping it to see if it's up and running and it is up and running so I know that at least I can get to my router and uh, this tool can help you uh, with connectivity problems because you can see if the particular machines are responding or not and let's see finally the last tool is traceroute traceroute basically um, I talked about uh, uh, the routing tables before and the way routing tables work is each machine has a default gateway which it's a neck it basically it tells your machine what the next hop is in order to get to a particular machine well traceroute will go hop to hop until it gets to the destination so with traceroute you can sometimes see if a particular hop on the route to the destination is broken and where your connection problem is so for example here I can run traceroute yahoo.com let's say I, for some reason I couldn't get to yahoo.com it was down well if I do traceroute yahoo.com I can see uh, where the problem exists so in this case I was able to get to my gateway which is a 118.1 then I went to a gateway here at UIS okay and I know DNS is also working because it's actually um, resolved that name but then it's getting stuck here now if it gets stuck it doesn't necessarily mean that the uh, route is down but it could also mean that that particular box is not responding to ICMP uh, uh, packets which is what ping and traceroute use so even though it didn't show anything there it kept going so now it went to ICCN so um, another thing that traceroute is nice for is that it tells you all the different networks that your machine traverses to in order to get to a destination so here first we went to a router then we went to a, a particular box here in UIS which is a router and then we're going through the ICCN network and now we're again sort of stuck in there uh, but eventually your last hop should be the IP address of yahoo.com it's usually going to be a router in the yahoo.com network and then the particular web server that you're trying to reach okay so those are your uh, network configuration and uh, networking commands which are useful in Linux to troubleshoot problems.